January 2nd. And now, as we turn our attention to the reading of the New Testament, our narrative today will be from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 13. We'll go through chapter 3, verse 6. We'll see in chapter 2 about uh, responses. What were the responses to his birth? Well, creation responded by putting a miraculous star in the heavens to tell the world a king had been born. And not just a king, but the king of the universe. The Gentiles responded by worshiping him and bringing him gifts. Matthew shows early in his book that Jesus came to save Gentiles as well as Jews. The wise men were astrologer scientists who studied the heavens. The star led them to the scriptures and the scriptures led them to the Savior. God speaks to us in ways we can understand. He's a good God in that respect. In every respect, he's a good God. Herod, the king, responded with fear and deception. He wanted no new king to threaten his reign. The chief priests and scribes gave the right information, but the wrong response. They were only five miles away from the Messiah, yet they refused to go see him. What good is it to understand Bible prophecy if it doesn't make a difference in your life? In chapter 3, we'll read that John the Baptist was a model preacher. He was a road builder who prepared the way for the Lord, and an axe man who got to the root of sin and exposed it. He was not intimidated by people, nor was he afraid to preach about judgment. He was obedient to his Lord and magnified him in all things. Some people heard God's word and confessed their sins, while others heard it and covered their sins. The first group became children of God, but the second group were children of the devil. Jesus is the Son of God. The Scriptures, John the Baptist, the Holy Spirit, and the Father, attested to that truth. And now let's begin reading today here in the New Testament. January 2nd, Matthew chapter 2, verse 13, through chapter 3, verse 6. After the wise men were gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up and flee to Egypt with the child and his mother, the angel said. Stay there until I tell you to return, because Herod is going to try to kill the child. That night, Joseph left for Egypt with the child and Mary, his mother, and they stayed there until Herod's death. This fulfilled what the Lord had spoken through the prophet. I called my son out of Egypt. Herod was furious when he learned that the wise men had outwitted him. He sent soldiers to kill all the boys in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and under, because the wise men had told him the star first appeared to them about two years earlier. Herod's brutal action fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah. A cry of anguish is heard in Ramah, weeping and mourning unrestrained. Rachel weeps for her children refusing to be comforted, for they are dead. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and told him, Get up and take the child and his mother back to the land of Israel, because those who are trying to kill the child are dead. 
So Joseph returned immediately to Israel with Jesus and his mother. But when he learned that the new ruler was Herod's son, Archelaus, he was afraid. Then in another dream he was warned to go to Galilee. So they went and lived in a town called Nazareth. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophets concerning the Messiah. He will be called a Nazarene. In those days, John the Baptist began preaching in the Judean wilderness. His message was, Turn from your sins and turn to God, because the kingdom of heaven is near. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare a pathway for the Lord's coming. Make a straight road for him. John's clothes were woven from camel hair, and he wore a leather belt. His food was locusts and wild honey. People from Jerusalem and from every section of Judea and from all over the Jordan Valley went out to the wilderness to hear him preach. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. But this story for sure, a Texas teenager sharing a deeply personal story tonight of dying, seeing Jesus, and then coming back to life. And he is describing what he saw and heard during those minutes without oxygen. CBS 11's Ken Molestina with an exclusive tonight. Zach Clements is a strong teenager. He's a high school football player at Victory Life Academy in Brownwood, Texas, and obviously he's got a sense of humor. By all measures, he's a healthy young man, which is why it's still a shock. I was running and I had collapsed. That he dropped to the ground during PE class last week. Not sure why. It was a sudden cardiac arrest, according to his doctors. His mother was immediately called and even beat the ambulance to the emergency room. When they opened the ambulance door, he was blue, and they were on top of him doing chest compressions. Technically and medically, he was dead. And they said that I was, I was without a heartbeat for 20 minutes. And just as hospital staff were ready to make it official, they got a pulse. He was airlifted to Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth and woke up days later. His recovery has been incredible, but even more mind-blowing is the story he tells of what he saw during the time many believed he had died. I saw a man that had longish kind of ruffled hair with a kind of thick beard and it didn't take me long to realize that that was Jesus. He's describing what his family is convinced was a near-death miracle. I went up to him and he put his hand on my shoulder and told me that everything would be all right and not to worry. I was just calm and just at peace. The cynics out there will say, see too many movies. And for him to wake up and tell us something that he experienced like that, it's just, I mean, you can't explain it. It's not humanly possible to explain it. Billy Clements is the teen's father. He says accepting his son's experience as a miracle is the only thing that makes sense. And that's what we're standing on. That was a rain word from God that we got, and we're going to hold on to that. Do you think this is something that might strengthen your faith? It is. I heard angels singing in the background. It may be a medical mystery for the doctors, but for this family, there's no question it was divine intervention. I'm just glad he decided to let me have my baby back. In Fort Worth, Ken Molestina, CBS 11 News. Psalm 2, verses 1 through 12. We'll read here in Psalm chapter 2 that God hears 
he hears the raging of the nations and the plots of the rulers. What do they want? Freedom from God. But the way to real freedom is by submission and not by rebellion. To throw off God's will is to invite bondage and destruction. God laughs. Puny man does not worry God with all his noise and threats. God is on his throne and has everything under control. When the world's noise frightens you, turn to the Lord and let him take over. And then we'll read that God speaks. God the Father announces that His King is enthroned in the heavenly Zion, where the nations cannot touch Him. God the Son announces that the nations are His, so their rebellion is futile. Finally, God the Spirit invites the rebels to submit and be blessed instead of destroyed. God is always a redemptive God. Over the noise of the nations, listen for the assuring voice of God. Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Why do the nations rage? Why do the people waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against His anointed one. Let us break their chains, they cry and free ourselves from this slavery. But the one who rules in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord declares, I have placed my chosen king on the throne in Jerusalem, my holy city. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask, and I will give you the nations as your inheritance, the ends of the earth as your possession. You will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then, you kings, act wisely. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal Son, or He will become angry, and you will be destroyed in the midst of your pursuits, for His anger can flare up in an instant. But what joy for all who find protection in Him! Proverbs chapter 1, verses 7-9 through 9. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Only fools despise wisdom and discipline. Listen, my child, to what your father teaches you. Don't neglect your mother's teaching. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and clothe you with honor.